It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, when the Lord called me into ministry and I prepared to serve him and went to Bible college and came out and uh, was doing ministry, I was working at a church as a youth pastor. And uh, one day I came in from a hospital visit into the church and I pulled onto the property and I noticed a bus sitting out there, a travel bus, and came into the building. And we had a trio that was going to be uh, performing music that night and doing some art And uh, one of the trio was none other than my wife, Cheryl Grover, which at the time was Cheryl Brady. See, I was in ministry at that time for over about three years as a youth pastor without a wife. And it was kind of, I was at a disadvantage because I was in full-time ministry in a smaller church without any real opportunity to go out and meet a lot of people. But that day, God pulled up right to my door and uh, brought before me a partner in ministry. See, I was already in full-time vocational ministry and really wasn't going any other direction. And wouldn't you know it that Cheryl comes pulling into the property in full-time ministry without any desire to go in any other direction. And God brought our lives together with the same focus and with the same purpose of the gospel and serving Jesus Christ as partners in ministry. And for all these years we've been married now, 27 years, it's been a partnership of ministry. It's been working together. It's been serving together with one heart, with a common goal, with a common calling really on both of our lives. And to me, that has been an amazing thing. Well, there's a couple similar to that that the Apostle Paul ran into uh, in our text this morning in Acts chapter number 18. And in verse number one, it says, Acts 18, one, it says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and he came to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately who had come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came to them. And because he was of the same craft or trade, uh, he, Paul, abode with them and worked, for by their occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And you come down to the end of the chapter in verse 26, it's talking about a man named Apollos who was a great and mighty teacher. And the Bible says in verse 26, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla heard, They took him to them and expounded to him the way of God more perfectly. So it's interesting to me, you have this husband and wife team that the Apostle Paul meets. Paul had left Athens, which is where we left off in the last chapter, and he was heading into the southern, most southern part of Greece to the city of Corinth. And the Bible tells us in this chapter that he spent about a year and a half there. But when he came there, which in another place in the Bible tells us when he came to Corinth, he was in a real heaviness of life and a lot of worries and things going on. But when he came there, he met he met a couple, Aquila and Priscilla. They were a Jewish couple, we're told. We're told they were there in Greece because the Jews had been kicked out of Rome. There was a persecution against the Jews by Claudius Caesar. And so this couple settled into Corinth. They were making tents. They set up their occupation. 
Paul comes to this new city, he meets them, and he begins to hang out with them. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us if Paul led them to Christ or if they were already believers, just that he spent time with them and he hung out with them, but they became a very, very important part of his life. Um, Quilla and Priscilla are mentioned seven times in the New Testament. They're always mentioned together. They're not mentioned separately. They're mentioned in four different books in the New Testament. And this is interesting because here when he meets them, it says it's Aquila and his wife Priscilla. But you know, of the seven times they are mentioned in the New Testament, five of them, Priscilla is mentioned first, not Aquila. That's very, very unusual in scripture. And it really shows that in their partnership of ministry and teaching the word, it seems like sometimes maybe she was the primary driver of ministry and maybe other times he was. We don't really know for sure. It's just unusual that this couple that are this model of doing life and ministry together for men and women, especially husbands and wives, are mentioned seven times and five times she's mentioned first. It just doesn't really happen in scripture. You know, we're told over in Romans chapter 16, when Paul is writing a greeting to the church at Rome, he said, I want you to greet Priscilla and Aquila. Now, it's interesting because he wrote the book of uh, Romans much later or later on than this trip to Corinth. So it seems like even though they had left Rome because of persecution, at some point they ended back in Rome. And here's what he said about them in Romans 16, 3, and 5, 3 through 5. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, he says, greet the church that is in their house. So Paul greets them and says they had risked their life for him. And they even had a church that was meeting in their home. So for me, this is a very interesting couple to study out. And there's so many things that we can learn about them. Overall, I think we have this wonderful example of men and women working together in ministry. And in this case, it was a husband and wife. Um, it's a partnership. It's a shared life where I said at times she seems to be the primary person, not him. So just kind of unusual. Don't know why. Some things we learn about them that I think are great examples for all of us. First of all, they were flexible in their ministry. Uh, they came from Rome. Paul met them in Corinth. They jumped on a ship with Paul later in this chapter, sailed across the Aegean Sea and went over to Ephesus, spent time there without Paul teaching the word, and then somehow ended up back in Rome about 800 miles or so away. So this is a couple that were flexible. We don't know their age. It doesn't mention anything about children, but they were obviously healthy enough to travel, willing enough to do it. But man, just flexible for Jesus, just available to him. Another thing we see, they were very sacrificial in their service to Christ. Paul said they laid down their neck for him. Man, there's the idea here of sacrifice and, and they were willing. They took a risk for Paul. I don't know what the risk was. I don't know if it was physical risk. I don't know if maybe there was some financial risk or investment in his ministry. But whatever it was, we know that their risk that they took for Paul was for the benefit of the gospel because Paul said, I don't just thank them, but all the churches of the Gentiles thank them. In other words, all these churches that he helped in ministry. So they were very, very sacrificial in their life. Um, they were grounded in the word. 
um, both of them individually, because you see later on in this chapter, there's a guy named Apollos, and Apollos is this uh, mighty preacher for Jesus Christ, but he was somewhat limited in his understanding of the gospel because he was a Jew who had been baptized for John's baptism, but didn't fully understand the ways of Jesus. And they heard him teaching in the synagogue and they saw his zeal, but they saw he wasn't exactly accurate. So they took him aside to get the idea they were bringing him into their house and they were mentoring him and discipling him. And it says they were both expounding to him the way of the Lord more clearly in the scripture. So you have this husband and wife team in ministry, in sacrifice, both in love with the word of God and studying it and, and teaching it together. Um, and they were totally available. You got two instances here where they opened their home to an outsider and brought them in. First, in uh, the beginning of the chapter, in chapter 18, verses 1 and 2, they opened their home to Paul. They have this itinerant preacher coming along and man, they opened their lives to him and their occupation to him. And then later in the chapter, you see they're over in Ephesus. This time, Apollos, this young man comes through. What do they do again? They open their home. Man, the gift of hospitality. Man, isn't just, just a, a wonderful couple. And uh, you know what? No matter what was going on in their life, this is the best thing of all, is they were Christ. Man, no matter what was happening in the natural realm of their life, persecution, relocation, you know there was disruptions, there was hardships of travel in that day, but no matter what was going on in the natural realm of their life, they were prioritizing the gospel, prioritizing service to Jesus Christ in the spiritual aspect of their lives. You see, they were living on mission for Jesus no matter what was going on flexible, sacrificial, grounded in the word, available, hospitable, just focused on the gospel and serving Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible has so much good to say about them, and I don't recall any negative. We do know it's not perfection, it's direction. But I think there's a great encouragement here for men and women uh, doing ministry together, and particularly to husbands and wives. Now, I understand everyone listening to me today is not married. Some of you are, are single. Some of you may have been divorced. Maybe some of you are widows or widowers. But I think the overall point is that men and women are sharing ministry together. But I would say this specifically to the married couples. You know, don't view your life or Christ like totally separate from your spouse. Don't say, well, hey, I got my ministry and she, got, she has hers, or I had my ministry and he doesn't have his. Find ways to be in ministry together, to serve Jesus Christ together. That doesn't mean you can't do different things separately. Uh, Cheryl's primary focus in our church is music ministry. My primary focus is shepherding and the ministry of the word. But I guarantee you everything we're doing day in and out, it's a partnership in ministry for the sake of the gospel. That's what the example that God is sharing for us here. Husband and wife, man, co-equal partners in the gospel, getting the word out, being a benefit to others. So the application we see this morning is this. They're a model to all of us, but especially to husbands and wives in the Lord, partnering together for the sake of Jesus Christ. So the word for today to us is this. In your marriage today, Prioritize your life for Jesus together. That is not secondary to what's going on in your life. It's primary. 
to what is going on in your life. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.